As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What are we talking to? I'm talking about today. So this week, uh, it's actually a pretty cool episode. I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I'm excited for all of them, but I'm really excited <laughs> for this one because uh, it's a little, it's a little personal. It's my brother uh, who's on the show, and he was uh, growing up. It was there's three, right? There's three of us in my family. There's three brothers. There's my oldest brother George, who was always considered like the super smart one. Mm -hmm. There was me. I'm the youngest, and I was always considered like the silly one, like the kind of like class clown. Mm -hmm. And then there's my middle brother, which is the guest this week, and he was always considered the dumb one, <gasps> right? It's just I like that. that's the way that's the way people <laughs> that's the way people recognize us on the streets, right? So, uh, with that being said. Uh, our guest, if you would like to introduce yourself and... What color socks are you wearing? Uh, what color socks am I yeah. wearing? I think I'm wearing black. And Sweet. Then, and what's your name? Okay, so uh, <laughs> thanks for the introduction. Um, yeah, so um, I'm uh, Jaime Alvarez, uh, Jamie. Wow. Whatever. Say that last name again. Wow. Alvarez. Alvarez. Did you hear He's that? already Eric? better than me. Damn, <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, yeah. Hard so. work. Yeah, so uh, we brought Jaime on again because he was always considered the dumb one. And then... Uh, spoiler alert, he became the first one in the immediate family to graduate college. Hey, that's Which awesome, man. a huge thing. So that's what we're going to be talking about, his journey of from being a little kid uh, until where, you know, to where he's at now. That right. That's the story for today. It's, it's an amazing story, like, for anyone listening. Uh, I, I love telling the story to anyone that wants to listen. And so when you told me, like, yeah, come on, I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, if someone can hear it and be like, yeah, dude, I can do it too then it, it would be awesome. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of people that are set up to fail. Like, oh, you're you're dumb or you know what? You're never going to yeah. make it or just because of who you are, how you act or how you dress or whatever you do, you're never going to do anything with your life. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of positive people. Sometimes we don't have a lot of positive people in our lives. And we, I, I wish people would know it's like, hey, it's going to be okay, right? Like people have been in your position before. It can get better, but there's work involved. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of things that, that people don't see. Is uh, a lot of I see a lot of young people. They don't want to put the work in, or or they feel like it's too much. But I mean, if you take it little bits, you know, like the way I have in life, like it's it just it's a lot easier to overcome. Awesome. So let's start uh, with your childhood. I'm assuming, uh, <laughs> yeah, that the being the dumb one wasn't a recent thing, right? No, no. <laughs> That, no, was, that, that was, was a far away thing. So, yeah. uh, what I mean, what was, uh, I guess, like, what was the first sign that you were maybe like that? That something was bit, off. Something <laughs> I you were like, off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I always like to tell this story. It's a story that that uh, mom uh, told us a long time. So when, when I was when I was little, it was actually dropped on my head. 
Really? That, that was a thing <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Parents dropped me on my head. Oh, complete accident. Yeah? Complete, okay. complete accident. Gotcha. You know what I mean? They No, they were like, hey, we need a dumb one in the family. Yeah. Uh, I was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> we already have a smart <laughs> one. So, this one's pretty funny over here. We need a dumb one. What do we do with him? <laughs> so, I mean, I was literally was an accident. I was in a, I was in a, I guess, a car seat, but I, I used to move. I used to rock a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I just rocked myself, you know down Silly. and i hit hit, hit my <laughs> head yeah rock yourself dumb <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean i i never knew that something was wrong with me obviously right. and uh, there isn't wait I is mean, that yeah. a true story though? yeah that's a, that's a oh. true story so just so people don't know i i don't know that story because uh you're what three years I'm, older than me i think so so three years older than me so there's a lot of stuff from the childhood that, that i don't, don't remember yeah, yeah that, oh. well, i didn't know that was a true story yeah that, that was a true story uh i mean that's not what happened i don't say that that's <laughs> ever since then yeah ever since then no uh, i just like to say you've been afraid to get in the car ever that's since ever right? since yeah <laughs> get in the car seat that's that why yeah, you don't exactly. touch my car seat yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah like so when i was younger i didn't know that anything was was wrong with me right. um i went through uh like kindergarten uh, pre-k i i think i was fine i knew my shapes uh, you know right. it's, it's hard to get a circle backwards you know? yeah yeah um uh, but no i actually i think i vaguely remember uh when i was probably like in the first or second grade uh i remember my mom would always be so frustrated because my mom was a, a working mom like we had, both of our parents were always working right and so we would get out and uh get out of school and my grandfather would pick us up and then he'd drop us off and my mom would get out of work and you know she'd get us and Okay, so she always had these uh, flashcards, and I remember them. I hated them so much. <laughs> these little flashcards, because I guess the teacher was telling her, like, hey, something's up. Yeah. Something's wrong. And uh, those those are the times that you want to identify, hey, something's wrong with the child. Like that age? Yeah, this is that age group where teachers start to identify, like, hey, you know, something's up. What age is that? Uh, this is mainly done grade, like first. like around first grade. You want to catch it uh, in the kindergarten, first grade. Now, some kids do slip through the cracks and you won't pick up a learning disability until they're like in fifth, sixth grade. And that's right. tough because you need to work with them from the get-go. Uh, so I, I know that the teachers were telling my mom something. I, they never told me. Right. My mom never told <laughs> Son, me. Yeah. Listen closely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so my mom would have these flashcards, uh, math flashcards. Uh, I, they're called uh, board-sided cards now, but they were just cards with words, and she would go over them with me in the alphabet, bam, bam, bam. Uh, and really, you know, they I, I don't think the educational system at that time knew what was wrong with like me either. Right. It was the, the early 90s, so, I mean, it's nothing like the way it is now. Right, right. Do you uh, think that was just teachers, like, I mean, because classes are in public schools are usually like what like 20 some students yeah so that's a lot of students for a teacher to go right to to, to handle right so do you think maybe there's not like the attention to like each student that each student is an individual and there's something maybe wrong with this or was it just like oh whatever my class is dumb i don't want to deal with them i mean that i wouldn't i wouldn't have doubt that you know maybe some that some teachers are like that i mean i I, I hope not (laughs) but i mean i i knew that when i hit when i hit second grade i started i think i was at newman Newman Elementary and uh, they didn't know what was wrong so they had actually placed me in a class that was strictly for uh, I don't know what they were called then we call them now ELs English learners or English mm-hmm. language learners oh yeah was it ESL like, uh, like, like an ESL course and like so I sat courses yeah or so I sat in front of a computer and it was the old school Mac 
like Macintosh the think the screen was like just green mm-hmm. that was it and it was just going over words going over words and I was just kind of like hey like I I know English like this no. is this is not it but they couldn't figure out what was going on I know English on. good okay. yeah <laughs> so they kept running all these tests and I think it wasn't I think I was in the third grade when they were like okay like you know you're 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 special ed Uh, you know really yeah like and so that that's when the official classification came in uh uh, because originally they thought i was just an english language learner they just thought that i couldn't grasp english but i mean that was the only thing you spoke (laughs) yeah i mean i spoke some spanish because my parents spoke spanish but i mean i i mainly spoke english you know right and so i was like because even i myself knew i don't belong in this classroom right uh so then they would have what was called like a resource class so mm-hmm. every once in a while you're in class and then they would come and they would pick you up and you'd go and do this assignment in this room and then they would like test you like okay like you know what is this what is this so i knew that i was sped but i didn't know that i was dyslexic um that's one thing and i actually didn't know i was dyslexic what until you, you were you were sped sped Oh, it's, it's special a special education. education. Oh, okay. Sped. Just clarifying for oh, myself. Okay. Not for yeah. listeners, for myself. That was for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I I didn't know. I didn't actually didn't know that I was dyslexic until I was in high school. That's when they bothered telling me. Wow. Like, hey, you're dyslexic. Like, yeah. You know? Uh, but I'm telling you, the education system in the early 90s was not what it is today. Yeah. And for those that don't know, dyslexia is when you... Okay, so there's this different types of dyslexia like it's like a spectrum mm-hmm. kind of like autism things like that right uh so i will start mixing things up mm-hmm. words will become uh backwards uh if i write a word sometimes i'll put like in steam sometimes i'll put you know the a the e Meats. like i'll mix them up you know what i mean like yeah. it's just the spelling things Meats. that will come <laughs> yeah, yeah, steam. the uh the worst part is is math man if a dys- dys- dyslexic kid like sometimes those numbers would jump out at me and i'm like what am i looking at right uh so i really had to learn how to mm-hmm. double check those numbers well, i don't know if it was just the education system i think it was just maybe i don't know if it was the time or something but i think everyone nobody really knew like yeah the details of dyslexia i mean nobody in our family i know that i, I remember know, yeah. I remember it was a little bit a little bit older uh that you were learning how to drive and i remember this oh yes, very, yeah very i remember right. remember this very clearly where uh, you were driving around and dad was in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat and yeah. I just went along just because I'm like, oh, yeah. my brother is learning how to drive. Like, well, I mean, cool. it's because like my, my brain is wired differently. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that I mean, I think normal people are like that, like where it's just wired differently. So we're, we're driving down and uh, we're at the warehouses by McPherson and yeah, the my- loop. My dad would take us by the warehouses because the streets are wider, yeah. right. right? So it's easier for us to, you know, we're driving at like at night, nobody's there, but the streets are wider, you know, so that's why he would take us over there. Yeah. So we're driving uh-huh. and uh, I think I was like 15 at the time. And so rolling down and, and a semi truck pulls into the street and I start freaking out. I'm like, oh crap, you know, I've <laughs> yeah. never driven before. And uh, my, my dad's like, turn right and so i'm just like oh shit. like boom i took a left wow. i crossed the path of the truck and my father was That's freaking out crazy. well it was it was my dad is a a, a drive like he's a courier yeah. so he's been driving professionally for so many years like close to 40 years yeah and so he was i think he was like a little bit calm he was just like okay the truck's coming just hang a right and so when Jaime cut across, I was, I remember him being in the backseat. I was like, oh my God, like, this is it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so and, I died. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad was like, what are you doing? You know? And after it happened, I remember it where my dad and I were laughing. My dad and I were like, okay, that was like pretty funny. We told him to hang a right and he does a left. But I don't think we were like, 
even at that time, I don't think we were, we were realizing like, hey, yeah. it's it's the dyslexia. Like that's it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Right. Like and, I and, I just thought so, different. And I was so, like, oh shit. So let me ask you a question: Was it like was it frustrating for your parents to try and teach oh, you things? Yeah, big time, big time. I remember. I I know that my mom would kind of like, I mean. She has patience, but I know every once in a while I was always testing her her patience right. a lot, and uh, it was just difficult. Now and then I know she she kind of lowered, I guess, her standards. That, that's horrible to say. She kind of lowered her standards <laughs> with when, when it came with me. She was, was just your kinda, mom a teacher, by the way? No, no. no. She, well, she, she was she the secretary. Work, yeah, she did she work in the school right. system. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, but I yeah, I remember like George, George, and and, and Eric had to get uh, had to get A's. On the report cards mm -hmm. every time if those report cards came in they had to have a's if not like she would she would go like ballistic yeah. uh and i would show up there with like a c or a d <laughs> and, and she's like, she like wow. well you tried your hardest that, like, a c i've you, never seen that you know like, <laughs> probably, wow he probably thinks it's an a you know but i the thing is i never wanted to be treated different Right. And that's what was happening. I was being treated different. Was right. it frustrating for you? It was not, very... I mean, maybe not just with parents, but were, maybe you felt, oh. were, maybe at school, did you feel frustrated at school? Yeah. Like, Dude, I know this stuff. Like, I, I'm I, okay. See, like, because in, in my head, I knew everything that was going on. The message was getting lost from my head to my mouth or my hand when I would write it. Mm -hmm. And I remember my third grade teacher, I was, I was, we were writing. I used to love writing. Uh, I love creative writing. I love creating stories. And I would come up with all these uh, like elaborate stories and awesome stories um but my teacher couldn't understand what understand what was going on what i was writing for and i remember there was a um i think her name was was leslie wow i don't remember it was like years ago but she would interpret my writing for the teacher oh okay and she'd be like he's talking about this student? yeah he's talking oh. about this he's talking about that and so that's how the teacher would grade me because she would have to come and like be like okay what do you mean by this you know right uh and so it was frustrating and then i think uh when i got to middle school it got that's when it clicked like hey like i don't i don't want to be different like i want to be like everyone else because it was it was kind of shameful you know i would get pulled out of class or i would have like this special class and everyone right. else had regular classes and uh, electives because that was like in middle school you had to change right you know classes yeah your courses and stuff. so everyone else took like fun electives and then i got stuck with these remedial classes oh man that's did the students give rough. treat you any differently or did uh, they, no 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 it was okay yeah it was it was okay and that's the thing is i was always so like worried like oh my friends are gonna make fun of me my friends are gonna make fun of me mm -hmm. but never once did i have anyone make fun of me for that and and but that's also who i surrounded myself with and i think a lot of people or, or a lot of kids they don't they don't look for someone they just kind of like think like oh everyone tells me i'm dumb i'm dumb right you know and as opposed to with me i was always like you know oh i'm dumb like no i'm not like i'm gonna work hard and so i always surrounded myself with really intelligent um people, people with friends i always had that old saying that uh you know if, if you're the smartest one in the room you're in the wrong room right uh, I so i always try to hang out with uh you know my peers that were smarter than i am so all my all my friends were in you know pre-p classes and and all this stuff and they never once you know made fun of me and i just kind of wanted to fit in so I, I thought like oh you know what like i'll be the silly one you know so i'll right. joke around in class and but eric was a silly but one. eric was i couldn't take that his thing. his thing you know? if we were, i mean if if the three of us were together and and we joke about it now but it was an actual thing that i remember it was like 
okay, yeah, this is George, the smart one. Yeah. This is Jaime, the dumb one. This is Eric, the uh, silly one, right? And uh, it was like... We, <laughs> they would say it out loud? Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, yeah dude, was the thing. Had, like. Yeah, we've had people like... <laughs> I mean, if, I if, if you that's were funny. a friend of the family or if you were like just anyone around us that knew the three of us, that's the way they yeah, described it, was, it, you know? That's funny. Uh, and so it was It was that that actually got me to be like, I, I don't want this. Like, when I they would introduce to, you I like that? I need to work hard. No, well, but not like, like, not, not, like our parents, not like our parents are like, this is the dumb one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I no. mean, I'm, I don't. Surprise possession. I mean, I, I wasn't like around when my parents had conversations maybe with their did. friends. Oh, maybe right. they did. Right. Like, oh, like, don't worry about him. Like, you know, cause, uh, <laughs> they got George, your letterman's and everything. Yeah. Like, George, George would walk into the room and he'd say something smart and everyone's like, oh, yeah. And Chuck would walk in and say a joke and, you know, they would be like, oh, yeah. And then, I'll walk in and I'll be like El Veliz like yeah. or something like it's purple and everyone's like yeah. Oh, yeah. like you know it is yeah yeah wow. <laughs> cool so so you identified the, the, the issue at some point yeah now, I mean we identified when did you start working on, on it did it get any better during high school uh, when it got into high school yeah it did a lot better because these this class that they put me in when I was in middle school taught me I mean I knew English right you know what I mean but it taught me proper english it taught me you know to pronounce uh instead of a or the instead of you know the mm -hmm. so it was proper pronunciation vowel consonant vowel it'll makes this noise and uh so then from there i was like okay like i can do this i can do this and then i just surrounded myself with with intelligent people one of my best friends was like a renaissance man he's good at everything so i saw him and i was like all right i'm gonna tag along with this guy you know, I'm just gonna anything he does, like he does, he does. Anything he does, I, I could tell his classes yeah, work. Yeah. Uh, so anything Sorry. that he would do, I, I would just mimic. Right. And then, yeah, my my parents knew that he was a good influence on me, so they would always let him come around and hang out. So I learned a lot from him. He taught me a lot. Uh, you know, math. He taught me how to get around, like shortcuts in math. Uh, he taught me the uh, physics things like that just simple conversations just hanging out playing video games and he'd wow. be like oh hey like did you know this and i'm be like what's that like so i was with him i could always ask questions because i knew he wasn't judging me right and i knew he just wanted like something better for me as well okay so so you started learning how to deal with it but was it still an issue at yeah it was it's still really big an issue and when i got into high school they were just i was uh had this really great teacher i mean i've had awesome teachers and i've had really bad teachers you right. know throughout my educational life but i remember i think her name was uh, miss garza i want to say it alexander I, I, I think she's like a superintendent now oh, or okay. something important for uisd but uh at that time 2002 2003 she mm -hmm. was an english teacher and she had the patience of she was a saint you know because i never wanted to do my work i was just kind of like oh you know whatever and so I would, I would put, you know, my head down and I just wouldn't want to do my work. And she'd be like, no, here, like, you know. Right. She was pushing you. Basically. Yeah, pushing me. And so then I would go and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to because I would get frustrated. Like it was so frustrating. I wanted to do the work for her, but it was just it wasn't coming out. It was not. I wasn't producing the way everyone else around me was producing. Right. But she took her time, though. Yeah. Awesome. She, so I would I would just put my head down. I would be like, no, I would give her the work. I'd put my head down. And then I just felt so bad that I was doing that to her because she was always just so nice to me and taking the time. Yeah, taking like, the time to work with me. And I was like, you know what? Like she she doesn't deserve this. And so I'd get up and I would walk by the time because I sat in the back. All right. By the time I reached her desk, 
She didn't even look at me. She already had my paper in her hand for me to grab. Mm. And so I just grabbed it and I would sit there and, you know, work with it, work with it. And it was great because she also introduced me to a lot of great novels because I was as a dyslexic kid, I can't read. Right. You know, it was hard to read. And, you know, she would tell me these stories. And, and that's when she she introduced me to uh, Dante's Inferno, uh, you know, his divine comedy. And that's some intense writing, um, you know, for a dyslexic kid in, in sophomore, junior year to be reading. That was tough. And man, she she took the time to sit there and be like, OK, this is what he's saying. Oh, cool. So she started interpreting. Yeah. And and that was not even part of the curriculum. That was Mm -hmm. just me coming up to her. Like I heard about this book. It's I think it's really important to have someone uh, to actually take the time, especially if you have a learning disability like that. And and even if you don't, right, someone sit down and talk to you and make you understand things, especially if you're having a hard time understanding them. So that's that's awesome, man. Yeah. She was definitely like the light that guided. If I'm not mistaken, uh, George is two years older than you, and uh, I think we went to the same schools, maybe yeah. had the same teachers. Maybe had the same Did teacher. you have teachers that maybe were like, I know your brother, he was super smart, and maybe they were yeah. expecting something yeah, different from I you? Yeah, I had several, like same? several teachers like that that remembered him, and they were like, oh, you know, here the Alvarez. is. He was super smart, so you're super yeah, smart. Yeah, so, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> was that, but I mean, hey, you know what? It's, it's, it's like that. Sadly, I've come to experience that as an educator. Like, they, that, it happens sometimes. You know, each each person is different. They're unique. They learn right. in a different way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember there was, uh, I don't remember his name. He was a coach, and uh he was like, oh, you're going to come play ball? And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, I retired. Like, I stopped playing ball when I was in Little League. He's like, but your brother's so awesome. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I, I, stopped play, I stopped playing baseball when they stopped giving us snacks after yeah. the game. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, once That's the burgers funny. stopped coming in, I was like, I'm done. I, I, I want to find out what it was like for you after high school. Uh, but after we'll, high school. we'll do that right after the break. We do sure. have to go to yeah. small break real quick. But I want to know what kind of challenges you faced because oh, you, man, you, that... you were in the army, uh, right? And yeah. then you went to college to as college. well. So I want to know what happened there sure. and how you dealt with it and how it, it held you back a little bit. It did, did it hold it, you back it, at all? Or? Uh, well, it kind of did, uh, so. but I'll let the viewers or listeners you know, find out. Wait, later. Yeah, find okay, out. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool suspense. deal. Uh, yes. Oh, so by the way, if you're listening to us in your car, or you're at work, or I don't know where you're at right now, but you have to go somewhere. You could download the app on 107.3. It's called uh, I Like 107.3. Uh, I keep on saying it wrong. You could also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram as XHGTS 107.3 presents your show. Your show. Yes, that's right. And on the XHGTS website, which is xhgts.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't you can listen to it on there. Cool. That's awesome. I did not know that. But yes, you can wow. go to follow. <laughs> I've been doing this for like two years. Uh, so yes, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and download the app so you go, uh, keep on listening to us. So we really appreciate it. We'll be right back. You're listening to your show on 107.3. Have you ever spent 40 bucks on a 10-piece nugget because you're overdraft and you're a complete failure? That's when you realize you need to turn your life around, but you can't find the snap filter that makes your life better. Well, now, there's your show. No, really, that's what we're calling it, your show. It's all about you, with people that just couldn't catch a break like you, telling us how they overcame adversity and all the obstacles in their life. Tune in Saturday nights from 10 to 11 p.m. to hear a new success story every week. Don't worry, it's free.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. XHGTS 107.3, welcome back to your show, Laredo. Uh, again, this show is all about you, obviously, and your hardships and your struggles and all that stuff that you really have a hard time with, right? And we bring someone on board that has been through it and has actually come out just fine on the other side. Perfect. You know, like they're better. They're, you know, uh, take their experiences that maybe were a negative and they turn them into a positive, which that's the best thing you can do with a negative situation is just find the uh, positivity and, and turn it around. I agree. I agree. But, uh, and and uh, we really hope that this show helps people, right, that are in rough situations. Like, hey, because people don't even know where to start. It's like, hey, you know what? Like, if I want to become a better person or a better version of myself, what am I even supposed to do at first, right? Where do I look? Who do I talk to? So we hope that these kind of experiences that 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 we're telling, right, in form of a story, help you guys say, well, you know what? Maybe I should start over in that direction, or maybe I should start asking questions. Someone that already knows, or like Mr. Jaime Alvarez said today, hey, you know what? Surround yourself, right, with with smarter with smarter people, uh, smarter than yourself. Yeah. So yes, uh, again, you can follow us on Facebook. Please do, right? I really want you guys to go ahead and just click that little follow button, please. Yeah, just keep up to date with us. We'd mm-hmm. like to post uh, clips from the show, but also like what's coming up and where you can hear it and uh, for you to, you know, share it with your friends because maybe not only will they listen to it, but maybe they, they will be a guest themselves on the show if they have an excellent story to share, right? Yeah, that's right. We definitely want people to come and share their experiences because that's what the show is all about, right? You guys. Um, before we went on break, uh, well, we have Mr. Jaime Alvarez on yeah. with us today. Thank you. That's Eric's brother, Eric Alvarez. Eric Alvarez. Eric Alvarez. Jaime Alvarez. Alvarez. Um, so he's telling us. So so he always struggled with dyslexia. So he made it through through grade school through grade and then school. elementary, yeah. right? And then at some point, he found out that he had this issue, right? Yeah. Uh, so you graduated high school. You so did I, it. I graduated. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was awesome. And so when I was a junior, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, you know what? You can get out of this SPED program if you pass the toss. And I hate that test. Okay, just to clarify, the toss hasn't been a thing. I know. So I, I just can you tell? Myself. Can you tell people well, what? It was a standardized is. test, pretty okay, much. It was go. like the star of then, but star tax, it was like toss and then toss, tax, tax and then I don't know T, what. I don't know. But yeah, so I studied. Man, I worked with my teacher. I worked with my friends. My best friend Gabriel tutored me, mm-hmm. did his best. I gave it my all and. I passed. Nice. Passed. They were like, hey, you know what? You're out of this program. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So then I was no longer labeled, 
you know, sped. I was no longer special or whatever. Right. But uh, I mean, I, I just had to work harder than everyone else in that room. And so I graduated. Now, when I graduated, I knew that college was not going to be for me. Well, who told you? Did, did somebody tell you that college wasn't I, something no, for you? Or? No one told me. It was just kind of like... You're if, like, if this was hard. If this was hard, yeah. I can just imagine college. And so I was... I mean, I was lean, fairly athletic. So I was like, you know what? I'll do the army. I was in JRTC. So I was like, oh, cool. I can do this. Uh, did you talk to someone or you're just like, oh, no, I'm just going to join the army. I was, I was just like, I'm just going to join the army. You know, <laughs> sweet. Okay. It's going to be because everyone has their thing. I'm going to join the yeah, army. Thank you so, for your service. By the yeah, way. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're welcome. No, <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was it was a great thing to do. Uh, but what I really loved about the army was I thought it was just going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and run and do things but no man you had to think i had to think had to read some I more i had to right? think so uh they the, the first job i had in the army was a water treatment specialist isn't there a test yeah a test. the well, asvab yeah the asvab test. there you go so i had to take that test and i was like i thought i was done with this yeah what is you're this? like but my teacher said if i mastered the toss yeah i wouldn't sir, have I'm to done. do this anymore <laughs> the toss. So, i took the toss <laughs> so like okay so i mean right. things i get things backwards yeah you know but then the army is like, hey, you know what? You're actually really good at this. You're going to be a water treatment specialist. And I was like, I don't know anything about chemistry. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're like, no, no, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. So from there. What did that job consist of? Just oh, real oh quick. My God. You ever seen the movie in the yeah. army? Now? You're in the army now? No. Well, it's that for oh. anyone who has seen oh. that movie. Yeah, right? well, something like that. So basically, I'm um, okay. just checking pH levels, uh, chlorine levels. Uh, I need to, you know. It's a bunch of chemistry, right. whatever. But anyways, so I, I really uh, didn't struggle with that because it just started coming. I was trained myself like, OK, wait, you know, look at things, double check. But that's when I really started falling in love with uh, reading ah, was okay. post high school. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to do this this college thing. So I came back out of the army. Real quick. Did the army? I'm sorry if you mentioned it. Did no. the army know or did you tell them that you were dyslexic? Yeah, uh, no, I did not want anyone to know that I was dyslexic right. so the army didn't know that I was dyslexic and uh, when I got into college the colleges didn't know yeah. that I was dyslexic what was your, your your biggest challenges when you were in the army with the dyslexia okay so like, what was that one thing you remember like man like it really messed me up that one time um I got I moved jobs within the army it, within the army you stopped so doing the water I thing. started doing I stopped doing the water thing uh, and then I I started driving. Mm. So, <laughs> oh, I'm turning left. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was my job. Okay, as a driver. Uh, and then so when I got out, I was like, college is next, right? Uh, because I like challenging myself, right? So it's like if you tell me, you know, you can't do this, right? That's the first thing I'm gonna go and do. Mm -hmm. So I remember because when I told my parents I want to do the army, they're like, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll be and, back. And, th and did they tell you your dyslexia? Yeah, they were, they were like, your dyslexia, like, how is it going to be? Like, you know, and I'm like, what, well, I will find a way. What was that mo moment that dys dyslexia messed with you in, in the army? Oh, man. Uh, like, all the time. It's like, oh, all of it is like, go this way. And especially when we're doing, like, just simple drills. Yeah. Left face, right face. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was always like, why is everyone facing the other way? Yeah. What's going on here? Did they, like, guys, here? they said left. They said, they said ref. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, man, but it was it was tough. And then so anytime I had to do any sort of paperwork, hey, double check this for me. Yeah. Hey, double check All this for people, me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it slowly became easier 
because I just became more confident. Like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I've worked it. I went through all elementary school, high school, right. figuring things out. So it was it was it became easier. Did, did you get uh, that confidence from the army or just from everything? I, you've I been think doing yeah, the, the army definitely gave me that confidence because you're like if I could handle the super important, delicate, yeah. dangerous project. See, and because the, and that's the thing. It's like in the army, you're not taking care of your life mm -hmm. you're taking care of someone else's life right and so you don't want to mess up and something i i i want to point out is that i i always mention like hey you know what it all goes back to how you were raised and what yeah. kind of teachings you had a, a as a child but uh maybe you didn't have that kind of support not that i'm trashing your parents uh, yeah. or anything like that. i was just thinking like man my parents are probably yeah. we're, we're, we're not and we're, no, not, we're, not, we're yeah. not trashing yeah. them I, no no yeah but but, uh, but there's certain things like my parents didn't know certain things right that i had to learn later later yeah. in life and unfortunately they just didn't know what they didn't know so once you got to, i'm assuming that once you got to the army point they were able to instill certain core values in yeah. you that yeah. were able to push you a little to bit that well i mean one thing one thing my mom always told me is like never never give up like never give up And so that's where I, I got it from. Like, yeah, I'm going to do the army. I'm dyslexic. Uh, it's okay. I'm not going to fail. Like, I'm going to do it. And so I did that. And so I'm telling you, when I got out of the army, I was like, okay, what's next? College. Okay, let me do this. And I think they were maybe not... Uh, not, not that they didn't support you going to college. I think they were just kind of scared for you. Yeah, I think you know, so, They didn't too. want you to fail in something and then just kind of give up on everything. You oh, know what man. I mean? Like, I think that was their concern was See, just like, you're going to go to college and you're yeah. going to fail because of dyslexia. And that's not what we want for what you. What kind of com you, comments did you get? I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, it's okay. No, it's well, I mean... I think that's a that's like a no no word for a lot of people, and they they hear that word, they get scared, fail, man. It's all right to fail, or you need to fail. I I failed several times in my life, but that's how I learned. Okay, that doesn't work, yeah. and then I would just get up, try well, it again. That's part of being successful. Uh, yeah, you need to fail in order to yeah, grow to and learn how to do things correctly. So so anyone that's listening, like, hey, if ever you come through something and you fail, that's good. Like that's good. Yeah, because you're trying. Yeah. And so I would just, I would constantly fail. Okay, that doesn't work. Something new. That's that great. doesn't work. Something new. That's that's awesome, man. That's that, that's so great that you bring that up because we we've uh, we've mentioned that several times. Actually, in the past two shows, uh, with Mondo, it was like, yeah, man. Like I sometimes I end up eating something I'm not supposed to. And even with Rick, is like, yeah, dude. Like there were certain things I was doing that I was not disciplined and I failed. Yeah. But, but as long as you keep on like moving yeah. forward, you'll be successful at whatever you're trying. Just never stop trying. I said so, turning a negative into, into a positive. A positive. Yeah. So when I started college. I was I was still in the army. I was in the latter, like latter career of my army, and I had this wonderful conversation with Dr. Green, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? Who's Dr. Green? Uh, I don't, he was a professor at Tammy. Okay, there you go. Just so people. Okay. I mean, <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh, there Green. you go. Um, and so he had this wonderful conversation with me. He's like, "Hey, you know, this is your future. Like, I think you can hack it. You can do it." And I was like, all right, like, this is it. And so he, he retired. That was his last words. <laughs> he retired from life or yeah. from yeah. college? Oh, from life. But <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I. Oh, God, what have I done? I've inspired this thing out of here. I <laughs> failed. And the whole reason why I was talking to you him. You failed. Was because I failed his course. Oh, okay. And he's like, you can do it. I can see you're a hard worker. Just keep on at it. And yeah. so uh, there was another professor who, who I love. She was the greatest because she was the one like, hey, you can do this. Even though I was getting D's yeah. in her class. She's like, you can do this. But she didn't know I was dyslexic. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure she figured it out right. with my writing, but she never said anything. But she was one of the toughest professors, still is one of the toughest professors at TAMIU, right. uh, Dr. Dr. Blackwell. And when it comes to writing, she's 
like right like, like very, you know yeah needs to be perfect and so yeah every time i would turn in a paper wow man that paper would bleed how many uh, how many classes did you fail while in college Wait, uh, well, i think i failed like nine wow failed nine classes in my upper that's not even the lower right. the upper so well, my, that, my junior, how, long, how long did it take you to yeah, okay so graduate college it took me close to seven years and and how long? with a bachelor's oh well, which is supposed to be done in how long it's supposed to be done four to five years some people Typically do it within three to yeah. yeah but that's the thing is i would fail a class and i'm like nope take it again take it again take it again and i wouldn't just change a i wouldn't change a professor i would same wait one. till that same professor offered that class and i'm like all right here i am again wow and so every professor that i failed i i failed nine classes six of them were with different professors and out of those six i think i ended up passing five right of the six because the other one retired so i didn't get to well, retake his class and you're not getting your money's worth because yeah. i feel like if you would have taken that one class and then you passed just because you showed up uh, yeah, no. You don't learn anything, yeah, no. but you paid what, they, you, what you learned for. They them. made me work. That's what I'm telling you. Dr. Blackwell made me work for it. And so slowly, and it was the greatest feeling on earth because slowly those D's became C's, became B's. And then that last, my senior year. What's a D? My senior year, I took a, a women's studies course with her. And I ended up passing with an A. Wow. And she does not hand out A's, A's oh, wow. uh, that that freely. Yeah. So I work and that's my that's one of my greatest so accomplishments crazy. I've ever done because she pushed me. She pushed me to be a better writer. Her and Dr. Thompson pushed me to be better writers, to be a better person. Well, that's, that's weird, though, because you still don't know how to talk to girls. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. What, what kept you coming back like after failing? I mean, at some point where you just kind of like, I suck, like I'm done. No, because my mom told me never to give up. Never to give that's up. Awesome. That's awesome. And so I mean, cool. I, I had my mom telling me never to give up. Um, I had, you know pop culture characters that would tell me never to give up like, like a goku right big time you know awesome. his his greatest thing is you know where there's a will there's a way right and i would always tell myself that every time i was in the bottom rock bottom i was like you know what there's only one way up it's up and that's it yeah so I just get up and dust myself off all right let's do this again and i don't think uh our parents ever said like hey take the easy way out no like so that's why no, you didn't yeah. just change whatever majors or change no, uh, never. professors so like you that. never changed anything. i never changed my major well that's because when i was little i knew that i wanted to do three things when i like grew up mm -hmm. i wanted to be a soldier and that was done i did mm -hmm. that i wanted to teach history went and i did that and the other one was so okay i wanted to be an actor and, and i kind of sort of did that you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah, yeah you know of course so i always set myself like okay i'm gonna just i'm not gonna give up and so it was great because when i graduated college um i sat with dr blackwell and she's like so what are you thinking about doing after and I'm like, after? There's more? <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to die, dude. Oh, oh my God. High school is it. <laughs> but she she set that challenge up for me. And yeah. she knew that I wasn't going to say no. Yeah. So I was like, all right, here I go. Well, let, let's find out what that is after the break again. So we have what, to. What a way to set suspense. it up. Suspense. Yes. Okay. So we're going to take a small this break. This isn't scripted, by the way. No, 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 no. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not. Uh, again, if you're out and about and I don't know, you, you don't have access to a radio or a computer, you could go and download the app i 
like 107.3. Make sure you follow all our Facebook pages, which is XSGTS 107.3, and then XSGTS 107.3 presents your show, right? That's where you'll, you know, stay updated with uh, like pictures and future Who guests. we have on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And if you you have an awesome story that you want to go ahead and tell us. Just messages. and you want to, yeah you want to be on on this next week or the week after that let us know and tell us your story first obviously yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not robots though I mean if you message us you will get a response from us it's yeah not, yeah yeah tell Eric or myself yeah. so go ahead and message us I we want to know your story we want to know what you've been through how hard it's been and what made you come out okay on the other side it could be anything maybe you learn how to cook you know what I mean something something like that yeah I'm just hungry <laughs> <laughs> nice okay cool we're gonna go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back you're listening to your show on 107.3 As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. XH GTS 107.3. Welcome back to your show, Laredo. My name is Victor Serna. I am the host of this wonderful. I am the host, the host, of this wonderful show, which is your show, and uh, Mr. Eric Alvarez. That's right. I'm gonna own it, dude. I'm nah, just gonna say it like that, man. Uh, you, <laughs> we're, we're, hey, you know what? Can can you get him one of your teachers to help him out? Well, I mean, I was thinking of that for you too, oh, Mr. Coast. Mr. Coast. Oh, hey, <laughs> no, I am the host, bro. I am the host. That's Victor yeah, Costa. We, we can get you help. One of, uh, just real quick, one of my favorite things about this show is that um, how natural and genuine it is. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, there's no script. We're just kind of, you know, having conversations. Uh, but if you ever hung out with Victor and I, you will. I think recognize that this is the way we are we joke around we love to listen to people's stories i think that's a thing even if we didn't have a radio show we still love talking to people uh and we love getting our our jokes in there and, and <laughs> it's not like hey dude i'm gonna say this joke and then you reply with this well it's just honestly it's just like since we're doing this we've 
we've taken a, a little bit a little more serious approach during the show because we know like it we have to serve a purpose if you usually hang out with us just like joke after joke after joke after joke which my <laughs> wife hates time for all yeah, jokes. yeah i'm sorry so, so she hates that but she loves the show apparently she's like dude you're more yeah, serious you're so serious and mature yeah <laughs> i'm like you fall in love with that dude or what yeah. uh, so yes hey by the way again i'm victor Sadana, eric alvarez and we have oh, in here the way I, I know it's, it's, that's the okay. way you want me to own say it. it um and we have jaime alvarez in here today yeah. right and we're talking about how he grew up with a certain disability which was dyslexia Dyslexia. right and how that that affected him i mean throughout grade school middle school high school and it something you mentioned earlier like that that i really loved is that your mom said you never give up yeah and that's just one of those things like if you take that and you really believe that and you follow that no matter what kind of problem you're having i think you'll be just fine yeah right as as long as you just keep on trying to succeed that's that's one of the biggest things that people don't realize people give up way too easy it's like no it's too hard it's too hard I'm not i failed do i'm done you yeah. know like that kind of yeah. thing but like i said man failing is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me so you graduated with your your bachelor's with my bachelor's and the next thing you decided so to do was to uh, go get a master's master's oh, go get a master's fun. degree which i'm still in the process of um mm-hmm. uh, it's been taking me forever because okay. it, it's writing I have to write my thesis and right. that's not it's not my strong point but it's right. gonna get there but one it, day. you're already near the end yeah, i'm near the I'm end saying, it's just all the my co- all my coursework is done all i need to do is turn the paper in and i'm down to the last chapter that i just need and to that's fix. that's crazy to think of is the fact that as a child it was like you're dumb yeah you have a learning disability and then you became the first one in the family to graduate from college uh-huh. and i believe as it looks you're the only one that's going to go for the master's for the, i'm not you're not yeah. gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's tough like i said it's i've always loved writing and so this this thesis paper is like sixty plus pages. Oh wow! So it about or, um, it's about a murder uh, oh. that was that happened here in Laredo in 1921. It was this famous uh, Mexican general, Lucio Blanco, uh, got murdered here by. Uh, I guess yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna say I the name. <laughs> right. uh, I'll let you read it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Good deal. Thanks, man. Well, that's awesome. That's so crazy that you're just on the verge of getting your master's, on the verge. and you you went on to become a teacher yeah because okay. my main thing was all right i had a great support system yeah. you know my my mom you know always telling me never to give up but you know my teachers and miss uh Garzan and my friends so i just kind of wanted to pay it you know forward you know i was like dr blacko was also with me i want to be awesome for someone else too yeah. did your personal experiences though as far as being a student with learning disability did that does that affect you now as a teacher yeah right you're an educator and are you more aware of like maybe there's something i, I need to be aware of each kid as each, an individual each. as opposed to like a group of students yeah right yeah. i that- mean sometimes sometimes I'll, I'll fall into that okay it's a group but then i kind of catch myself like wait a minute wait wait so i definitely i do work with uh you know those those kids at an individual level because even if they're not labeled with something they're still going to learn different there's different types of learners there's right auditory there's you know visual kids that learn by touching that's one thing i felt was never present when i was a student in grade school was that they just treated us all as like a group right so they're it wasn't until I got to college that I was like, hey, dude, like I do learn differently than somebody else. Yeah. Right. Like and so for you to bring that up, I mean, is, do you notice a difference in yeah, your students? Th- there is there is a difference. Um, 
in that and i try to do my best to address that because some of these kids just just need that extra push some right. don't need a push at all like some come into they the door it. and yeah. they they got it like, teaching you like yeah, yeah. two seconds and <laughs> yeah whatever you know and some kids you'd have to work harder and then especially since i'm dyslexic so whenever i see a kid struggling like i'm gonna be like hey you know what okay let's let's work this out like i, I got you you know and so uh sometimes they're like yo you know what i'm sorry i, I didn't i didn't get to finish Right. you know the work and i'm like hey you know don't don't worry about it it's cool what was the hardest thing what gave you trouble <laughs> well i was talking to my friend this whole time yeah. <laughs> I was like, well i was doing that, that guy no, over but, there <laughs> but it's you're and it's it's so crazy now being an educator because i can see things differently right uh, especially coming like from a dyslexic kid i'm like okay now i know so i'll catch the signs like hey something's not right here yeah but the only problem is is that i'm, I'm a middle school teacher right. so by the time i'm catching it i'm like okay so it should have been caught <laughs> yeah it should have been caught way yeah. earlier but at least you're recognizing it and yeah and helping the student in some way yeah right? in some so. way um so it's 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 great, and I've been I've been teaching now for about five years. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're you're paying that forward. Again, there's a lot of us that just end up growing growing up without that kind of guidance yeah. or support. Uh, especially, I mean, if you come from a family where it's just like a single parent, right? I mean, your your mom works all the time, or your dad works works all the time, and you're just kind of home alone. I mean, it 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 happened to me, and I know a couple of friends that. Their parents got got divorced. They would get out of school, get home, basically cook them for themselves, yeah. or just feed themselves. And the parent would get home at nine or ten o'clock at night, exhausted from just working all yeah. day. Yeah, and you know what the the stories that that I've heard in my short career as an educator, right? Man, some some of these kids have it tough. Oh yeah, like real bad yeah. tough. And I just I just do what I can just to be some sort of pillar because that's all they really need. You know, they just need someone. To say like, hey, you know, you can do this. Don't give up. Oh, and it's gonna be all right. I, yeah. I, I think that's 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 one of the biggest things you have to tell them. Like, hey, it's going to be okay. There's been people that have been in your position and they're educators. They started their own business. They lost tons of weight, and mm -hmm. and it, it's just that affirmation is like, hey, it's going to be okay. You're gonna be fine. Gonna just be fine. push through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what I try to instill in them. I always tell them like, hey, uh, you know, if you if you leave my classroom. You didn't learn anything at all today. Just at least remember, don't give up. That's what I always tell them. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I've had really troubled students walk through my class. Oh, I bet, man. Uh, yeah. But there's something that anchors them down. I'll tell them, hey, you know what? You're really good at basketball. You know, continue. You you can make it. It's finding that skill it. yeah, good, or that, good at, you know, if they're good yeah. at reading, you want to, you know. I've had I had one student. This, this is the greatest because she, she'll come back to see me. Ah, uh, awesome. And so she she struggled. I know she struggled, and I worked my as much as I could with her. Uh, but she was like, "Hey, you know what? The greatest thing ever is her coming back and saying thank you, thank you so much for believing in me." And I'm like, "Hey, I got you." Like, yeah. you know what I mean, it, it, I'm the Miss uh, Blackwell, Miss Garza now to new people, and it's it's the greatest. So what, not to put you, I mean, I guess putting you on the spot, uh, you do love your job. Correct. Yeah. yeah and, and it's just is it surprising because i feel if you struggled as a student in with school with school <laughs> I, I don't think most people would be like you know what i'm gonna go back there like i'm gonna but, go or did you feel like hey you know what i can contribute well it's like i, I told you all earlier like it was tough and you, i'm guarantee you anyone else that went through what i went through probably wouldn't be an educator but to me it was another challenge 
to me it was the army all over again to me it was college all over again to me it was just getting over the learning disability all over again i was like i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna give up and i and i i failed you right. know the first time i took my exam to be a, a teacher yeah i failed it nice i missed it by by two points that's awesome two points you know well, i mean and then you pat no no no, uh, no, 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 no that sounds so yeah because because the first thing i did is in that day because when i took that test i knew right man, i missed it i knew i didn't even have to look at the score to know I missed it. it right so I just went back and I was like you know what just boom hit the books hit the books hit the books well and, and it makes you appreciate it that much more yeah. whenever you work really hard really for something, hard like, all right cool I, I, awesome I did it right uh you, mm -hmm. it makes you appreciate it right and, and and unfortunately for people that that have a natural ability to just be successful uh maybe that's why they're, certain, See, they're so arrogant but, or sometimes it's just yeah, kind of they take stuff for granted sometimes that's the thing is is that a someone tell me like oh wow you're so amazing and successful you have all this and I'm like, hey, like, I fought tooth and, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. tooth and nails for this. Like, I, I didn't just get this. This didn't land in my lap. I struggled. I had right. to work twice as hard as everyone else. Well, there's that picture or that I always go, I always talk about memes, right? Like, <laughs> the show, there's that meme uh, online where it's just, and it's an iceberg. And it's like what people see oh, yeah, the tip we'll see. and it's success, what they don't see. And this is uh, like yeah, a I huge to, piece of ice underneath, right? I had to just, really work hard. And even today, like, um, just a simple thing that's sitting in my apartment with mm -hmm. my girlfriend, you know, beautiful girlfriend, whatever. <laughs> I have to say that it. was great until you went, whatever, whatever, whatever dude. Uh, whatever. Well, because I, I, I love her. I love her because she, uh, she pushes me too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so we're sitting there and we're reading and I was super self-conscious reading in front of her because yeah, because wow. I'm, I'm dyslexic and I'm like, dude, she's going to know that I'm an idiot and <laughs> she's going to break up with me and leave yeah. me like, you know, well, I hope she knows that before she listened to this right now uh, she's not sitting there like what uh, what that's <laughs> dumb uh, I'm no, out of here man so but the greatest thing ever is because I'm I'm in my 30s you know right and so I stumbled upon a word and I'm like oh great car uh, I'm like uh, what was it what was the word, uh, word? ah Dent dentrophenius dent I don't even remember. Dude, I can't. We were we were we were reading uh, Fahrenheit four five one. Oh, okay, uh, cool. And so there was this one scene, whatever. And so I I struggled, and this is the greatest thing. This is why this is why I love Amy so much. I struggled with this word, and I was just kind of like, Ugh. and so she's like, well, what's the word? <laughs> And I was totally expecting her to judge me or to be like, yeah. you can't read. Man, she was just like, she was just amazing. And we took turns reading. And so I just, if I heard her pick, uh, say a word, I'm like, okay, that's how you say the word. Oh, great. And so that was, that was just great. So she helped you pronounce it or what she, did she Well, do? she didn't help me pronounce, like she tried to pronounce it, but that was like also a, a weird word. Yeah. Uh, but just as soon as I heard her say words, I'm like, okay, this is, this is how you say it. Like right. the character, uh, Dr. Uh, Beatty. Uh, Beatty. I was calling him Beatty. Mm -hmm. His right name was Beatty. Right. But she heard me saying it as Beatty because that's how I'm reading it. And she's like, no, it's it's Beatty. But she said it right. And I'm like, okay, that's how you say it. So dyslexia isn't something that like came and went. You still. Yeah. I mean, I still have still it. Have I still, it. still struggle with it. Are you open about it? Do you tell people like, uh, hey. I like, do not tell people. Is that like, hey, this you is. You don't want them to see you deep. differently? Or um, what is that? No, just. Because I've put it out of my mind. Because to me, it's not something that holds me back. It's just something you don't think just, about. Yeah, I don't think. You don't about think it. about it. I don't think well, about it. Well, and it's so crazy that. Oh, so it's 
we're telling success stories here on the show. Yeah. And yes, you're talking about how you dealt with life with dyslexia, but honestly, if you think about it, it's just you had a successful elementary, successful uh, middle yeah, school, and middle then school. high school, and then army. So these are all different success stories. And again, that's exactly what we're doing on the show. And even though it's different stories about work and then about uh, being, like being on a diet or anxiety or whatever it is, it always all goes back to be persistent and just strive to be better, right? And something that I love about your story is that you got to a certain point where you achieved what you wanted to do and you were like, what's next? Yeah. Right. And and that's incredibly important because if if you were to just be success, successful and you're done, you're like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. I graduated from uh, army or, or yeah, college. I, or I'm done. Or, I'm done. But you're like, you're always what's next? What's next? And well, that's where real growth happens. It, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when you've struggled and you failed at something more than once. Yeah. And then you do it. It's an amazing feeling. So I'm always like, okay, I want it again. What's the next thing? And that's the thing with your stories. There's so many uh, uh, moments where you could have just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I could drop out of high school. I could do, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many options for you to do if you want to just give up, which you didn't. So I, I think the moral of your story is just like, no matter what the obstacle, just keep put, just like, go. don't, don't yeah. give up. Yeah. And I think, think that's going to be the moral of every story that we have here on the show, but um obviously there's different situations and different stories so we're hoping that at least one of those is going to resonate with you as the listener right that that you're able to take a lesson say you know what like yes maybe i just suffered through a death in the family or yes i'm struggling with this and then you hear one of the one of the stories that we have here on the show and it inspires you to move forward because it's really easy to fail and then stay in that hole and not get out of that hole you're like all right this this, this is why i'm i failed forever and i'm done and i'm just going to keep on coasting with what i'm doing yeah you know this one quote that i really love uh walt disney i believe and one thing and it gets me i tell myself this all the time every time things go don't look great i just tell myself with his quote you know just keep moving forward no matter what just keep moving forward that's all you got to do just keep swimming right keep swimming (laughs) no and and and, (laughs) no but i what i again i really hope from this episode not just that people listen to it and think like myself but also maybe you have a a a kid maybe you have a child that is maybe struggling in the same kind of thing and maybe it encourages you to you know or maybe puts it in your mind like hey maybe something's going on maybe there's something else to look into uh as far as my student as far as my kid struggling in school it's right. not just like oh he's dumb or he doesn't care and you know? and i think something great that we can take away from the show is that even if you don't know how to help your kid even if you don't know how to you know tell them, hey you know what well, one plus one is two and you have a hard time explaining that obviously the problem will be a bit more complicated but if you have a hard time showing your kid what you're trying to teach them just at least teach them to not give up right and, and if you don't know how to teach them say you know what maybe i'm not i might not be able to help you but i'm gonna let's find someone that can which i think now is the time where you thank uh, uh our parents our, yeah thank you right? mom and I dad again, i don't want them to think we, we didn't trash them no, no no i mean really what they did uh was to make sure that you yeah. know you never gave up and uh, always keep working right so yeah, keep, that, keep working you know they didn't just say oh he's dumb cast him aside right <laughs> left you in a box yeah, next they, to a dumpster. Did, yeah they didn't do that they were very supportive uh you know and they were involved in yeah. in our lives as kids even though they were working they were still involved in what we were doing and what was going on so So they knew that something was you know off and that they were you know you were trying to address it so so for those listening uh if you're going through something work hard that's it uh if if you have 
a child or something that you think is special you know get them help believe in them don't drop them on their heads <laughs> oh please <laughs> don't uh, just be patient man. right pa patience golden awesome that's great i love that man i love that well i think that's all the show we have for this week right we really appreciate you guys tuning in and you guys listening on the podcast thank you very much for for listening to this whole thing we really appreciate it and we hope that this this helps someone with whatever you're going through again if you're going through any kind of crazy situation a rough situation just remember don't give up and keep pushing forward and you will come out just fine on the other side no matter how many times you fail you are going to fail everyone's going to fail at some point that, that, that that's part of life it, but it's all about just pushing forward and moving towards your goal so yes i love how the end of every episode has like victor's word like that's <laughs> That's cool, man. I've noticed that. Thanks, I man. like it. Thanks. I'm not even making fun of you. Like I, no, I like it. No, I feel like I'm even... That's, this is the last time, dude. This like, is the last who time who wrote that for you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yes, thank you very much. We'll have another show next week, right? Yes, uh, we so will. So stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and announce our guest online on Facebook, which is why it's very important that you follow us on Facebook as XHGTS 107.3 presents your show so yes that's all we got for you today cool thank you all so much oh, for listening yeah, thank yeah. you guys awesome thank you Jaime for, yeah, for coming anytime. along and sharing, sharing and your opening up about that because you don't tell people I don't yeah. tell anyone yeah, thank you thank yeah. you so much you cried that, the whole time yeah, yeah. <laughs> tears <laughs> yeah. alright guys well thank you very much enjoy the rest of your weekend or the rest of your two weeks you know relaxing at home that's awesome so <laughs> we'll see you soon next Saturday have a good one bye bye
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.